0: Welcome, everybody, to another podcast of the Angry War Gamer. I am Jason, the Angry War Gamer, and we actually have Lando and Drew. <laughs> We've been missing Lando the last couple times, so it's nice to have you back, sir. Anything? Great to be back. Yeah, anything new in the last couple weeks, for you at least?
1: No,
2: not really. Just mostly killing myself at work, like always. Yeah,
0: it's been like three weeks, hasn't it? Yeah, because we didn't record one week because of the covids. I had covid. <laughs> so damn
2: you, Corona Chance, seducing the old, the angry war gamer! How dare you?
0: Yeah, I was honestly, I was pissed off about it that I even caught it a second time. So, but whatever. Oh, you
2: had to have her sloppy seconds too. You disgusting <laughs> fuck!
0: I know, right? Oh fuck. So what's uh, we got? What about you, Drew? Anything new from last week? Because I know me and you recorded. So
1: yeah, um, as far as just uh, goings on, um, I grabbed some of the uh, uh, Commander Legends uh, pre-con decks that came out when with the uh, the full release stuff in there wasn't too bad. It's the cheaper alternative to the big ass boxes that they put out quarter one every year. So not bad. No complaints on what's in there.
0: I picked up a box of, uh, vivid voltage, the trainer box. I was like, let's go grab some Pokemon. I didn't pay outrageous for it either. I found it on a shelf at a GameStop that looks like it was closing. Um, so I paid regular price for it, but, uh, I got a, I didn't know they were doing like VMAX versions of like everything. I got a VMAX, uh, Aegislash, which is a pretty fucking cool looking card. So there's that. And then I went through my Pokemon binder and found some shit that I'm like, I have a fucking, if it's legit first edition, a uh, very heavily played Charizard um, original one. And then I have some of the other Charizard cards, like the ones from like evolution and stuff like that. They're going for like 50, 60 bucks. And I was like, holy fuck. So it made me go through my entire binder just to see what I had. That's
1: basically all I did. Oh, you you keep your Pokemon shit, but you keep giving away all your magic shit. I see where your fucking loyalties are.
3: Well,
0: I give (laughs)
1: Like
0: you didn't already know. (laughs) Honestly, they were in a bin and I think I gave them all to my kid, and I was like, no, these are mine again. So
3: Jason, (laughs) I could you! You are the chosen one!
0: yeah right <laughs> i'm never giving magic cards away again now that fucking the tour we've been on with me and drew talking about magic the last couple of times and me just digging through shit i'm just like fuck i'm never doing this again <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so uh as far as like new releases and stuff go um first things first assassin's creed valhalla i picked it up and I'm affected by that giant glitch that's happening where it's causing people to reinstall. I've reinstalled, and it's still not working. Oh, uh, um, shit. Yeah, so you cannot progress the story past the first mission because it will not let you initiate the start of the second mission. You can't talk to the person. It tells you where to go, but you can't talk to them. So apparently this is a known issue, and... um Some people reinstalling has worked for. Uh, It didn't work for me, so I have to wait for an update. Good news is it's open world, so I can go do a bunch of side missions until the fucking thing gets released, but um, I think it's Ubisoft, right? Ubisoft said that they were putting out a patch for it, so I'm just kind of waiting for that later this month, so I'm assuming within like the next week or two it's going to happen.
2: Hello, is this Ubisoft? Yes. Have you tried turning on and off again?
0: Yeah, no, (laughs) hundred percent.
2: A fucking age of
0: calamity dropped, and I forgot that it dropped, so I didn't actually get to pick it up. (laughs) Did you pick it up, Lando?
2: (laughs) No, no, I haven't picked it up yet. I'll probably pick that up within the holiday season, if anything. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm thinking. I'm hearing
2: really, really good things about it, so you know, I'm not surprised but I'm hearing rumors that supposedly it's an open-world game, and if I find out, that's the fucking point. Oh, Oh, Koei Tecmo, you (laughs) fuck-ups.
0: Nice. Yeah, so Age of Calamity. Age of Calamity, I've heard good things about uh Sanskrit Valhalla, I've heard good good things about like there I don't hear any bad reviews about Valhalla other than the like the glitch. And then um the Miles Morales game, I'm hearing fucking fantastic things about. In fact, I just found out that there is another Easter egg with um from the original Spider-Man game with um, Stan Lee. And the first one for the PS4, Stanley was the owner of a mix restaurant and you can find mix restaurant in the miles Morales game. And there's a giant golden statue of Stanley with a uh, inscription on it.
3: Oh, nice.
0: Yeah. So I thought that was pretty dope.
1: Beautiful.
3: Yeah. Um,
0: what else happened? GW has new releases out. Um, Blood bowl released this weekend uh so that's officially out and then they did a preview today of stuff um they got a new campaign book uh they're re-releasing Vigilis underneath a new war zone uh the new dark eldar codex is coming and the codex supplement for dark angels they got some new models for necromunda but, oh, new, some new models for Lord of the Rings. I don't know anybody that still plays that game. I really don't. <laughs> um, other than, like, I guess the UK people, I don't know anybody states that that plays Lord of the Rings anymore. They have a new faction or uh, warband for the Warhammer Underworlds, which is pretty cool. But I think the big thing was their Age of Sigmar release. Um, they released a whole bunch of new... Slanesh models, and one of them being uh, Sigvald, who's one of the champions of Slanesh. They redid his model, and holy crap! The groups for models are losing their fucking minds right now. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the, these models look amazing. If you're into these models, people are already trying to use the top half of Sigvald um, with. Morathi, the large snake, and to try to create a full-grown model—just insane stuff is going on with that stuff right now. So that's GW miniature releases. Um, what else we got? And then we've got um, sad news: uh, Kirby Morrow, the voice of Goku, Moroku, and. Um the fuck did he do? He did Cyclops. Yeah, Cyclops, most notably. He's known for those. Uh he's been in a bunch of movies and TV shows. Uh he died at the age of 47, which is incredibly sad. That's way too young. Um but
2: rest in peace.
0: Yeah. So we lost a good voice actor, and I know me and Lando have been talking about voice actors. <laughs> at least a couple of times in the last, like, week, um, mostly related to MK11, but he wasn't in the part MK11, but he was still a voice actor, and we did lose one. So there's that.
1: See, it's funny, because with Kirby, Kirby was my uh, entryway into most anime, because all the English dubs were all done by Ocean when I first got into it. So he was was my Moroku for when I was watching Inuyasha in high school. And he was my fucking Goku because they were Oh, the ocean dub was the first dub that came stateside. And I like, as far as I'm concerned, he will always be the voice of Goku for me because, you know, Sean Schumel is uh, a lackluster. He just doesn't have the pop.
0: He did. I think um, Kirby Mario, he did 118 episodes, and I think that was the entire Frieza saga. um, Yes. before, Before Funimation took over. So, if you got into Dragon Ball Z back in the day, that was your voice of Goku for the
3: whole Frieza saga. So,
1: the funny part is, is they technically did do all the way up through the Boo saga. I found yes, those episodes. They they're, they're scattered few. So, Kirby was still a voice of Goku, but it just Funimation took over for uh, localization for America. But yeah, they basically, still- had
2: all, they, they basically uh, uh, aired. Only the Funimation dubs in in the U.S. While Ocean released their their dub only in Canada, which is why we know so little about uh their work outside the first no outside the Frieza saga.
0: Yeah, that's crazy in my opinion, but it seems to be the new thing where companies are taking over and then getting rid of uh, old things, old actors, old. Whatever well, the legally,
2: they can't keep them anyway. Legally, they really yeah. can't.
0: I mean, they could rehire them.
2: That is also true.
0: So, but yeah. I don't know. It's it's the whole... As far as voice acting goes, I know me and you talked about this. It's, it's like there's no real acting. It's just voiceover work. You don't really get... I mean, there's a few. Don't t- don't take this the wrong way, but there's a few very good voice actors and the ones that have been in the business for a while. But there's a lot of people that are given voice acting jobs. Ronda Rousey for MK11, the worst fucking Sonya I have ever heard in my life. That I think you know you need you need a good director and you need to be able to tell people. I mean, yeah, you hired the mob, but you need to tell people, "Hey, you suck work at this." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, stop hiring these people for fucking voiceover work when they're not
3: that good.
1: <laughs> I agree. I agree so, wholeheartedly.
3: Yeah, it
1: tends to be okay. So, um, the the voice actors have a union, as far as I know, correct?
3: Right. Well,
0: okay yes and no every industry that has a union you are going to have contracted people that will take the jobs for cheaper money um but yeah most of the big names are part of a union in fact there wasn't there a lawsuit within like the last like 5 or 6 years with the voice actors there was yes. something going yeah there was something going on where the the union didn't like it and they all tried to like strike and boy actually they did strike if i'm not mistaken
2: Yes, they did.
0: So, yeah, they did. I mean, they did a really good job. Again, they got Peter Weller to do the Robocop voice, and they got—I um, can't say the guy's name—the guy who plays Shang sung in the movie to do Shang sung's voice.
3: Yes, oh. was it? Ho oh, Sung Pak. No, it was a different name. It started with a T. I th- I'm almost positive. Um,
0: actually, I'm going to pull up the list of names right now. I am DB MK 11.
1: Sorry, Hosung Pack did something separate. Never mind. I am. Hold on. Uh, Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa. Tagawa. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Tagawa.
2: He was one of the few exceptions since he did an iconic role and not to mention, that dude did not really need to make much of an effort to bring the impact of Shang So. He was practically born to play as Shang Tsung, and he did a <laughs> phenomenal job performing as him in, uh, in Mortal Kombat 11. Um, just just a wonderful job.
0: Um, who else is there? Oh, and
2: they got Stallone. So you got Stallone, Peter Weller, Dude, um, I will say, with the exception of uh, Tagawa, uh, Phil Lamar, and uh, Jesus, was who was the guy that played Spawn again?
3: Cox, I think it's Cox.
1: No, it was uh, shit. I'm gonna forget his name.
0: Chris too. Chris Cox yes, was the Terminator. Keith David. Keith David was Spawn.
1: Thank you.
2: Yeah, yeah. with th- with the exception of those three, I was surprised on how well Stallone performed as, uh, as, as just voicing John Rambo. You compare his performances with everyone else's, and it's like, this guy runs circles around them, and he's never done a voice acting gig before. What the fuck?
0: So, hold on. What?
3: Ed Boone is actually an archived sound. He's uncredited. Crazy. What was he? He's what, the what, voice. What
0: he do? Ed boone is the voice of Scorpion, the most well-known voice of Scorpion. But yeah. then they have. um Who did Scorpion on the actual gameplay? Hold on, let me see if I can. Find
2: no, it. they brought someone else for for MK11 for Scorpion. I know that for yeah. sure.
0: Ron Ron Yuan is the oh, voice in I the game. Yuan. Yeah, he's the voice yep. of Scorpion in the game, but Ed Boon is apparently archived.
2: So there's that. <laughs> oh no! It's because uh, it's probably due to his uh, to Scorpion's signature attack because he's technically the voice of "Get over here!" Get oh, over here!
3: that makes so- sense. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a, a long list of people. Uh, a lot of them have done
0: these, you know, have been in Mortal Kombat for a while. But then you got fucking Ronda Rousey as Sonya Blade. I That's just the fucking worst.
2: I think the reason they only brought her in to do is because she's an actual fighter. <laughs> Plus, yeah, they- but... Plus, they probably liked it when she kept saying the word bitch, because I feel like m- there's more than one scene where she uh, it's with the intros of each fight with some of the characters where she flat out calls someone a bitch. And you could hear the emphasis of Rhonda just going with the word bitch. So I'm like this. These people must have really liked Rhonda saying bitch.
0: Yeah, no, but if you if you've played the game and you played through like the fucking story mode and you listen to the interaction between um, Cassie and her in the game, it is. Holy crap, Cassie, the voice of Cassie um, is by far blows the fucking acting out of the water compared to Rhonda just it's fucking horrible man it's just horrible
2: <laughs> if you ask, I, you, me, if yeah, you I ask don't, me they should have brought back the voice actors from because of from how MKX. bad fucking
0: sonya was
2: <laughs> i don't know <laughs> maybe or maybe that's how it seems to be when you compare the two together side by side yeah and then there's Melina. If you haven't heard her, the DLC. No. Oh I... my God! It makes you want to rip your fucking ears off.
0: Oh no, I haven't. I haven't uh, gotten Melina. And I forgot to look it up.
2: It's so bad. I know it's just the voice of Katana. Just tr- like they did it in the last game, but it's so unbelievable. Terribly noticeable and so <laughs> cringeworthy that it's like, shut her up. Shut <laughs> her the fuck up.
0: Nice. <laughs> yeah, no, I still have to look into it. I know we talked about it. and I, You told me that's how we got on the conversation of the fucking voice acting to begin with. But. Um, yeah, I never looked into it because apparently I was looking up other unimportant things on the internet that just fucking it, it, made people's it, heads explode.
3: That's fine.
0: <laughs> so, um, the one that brought it up to begin with anyway. <laughs> this is also true. This is also true. <laughs> um, all right, you guys want to talk about the, the samurai buyer thing? Because I don't know who they are. And I know you guys are kind of explaining it to me. Um. But the other two topics are going to be like super fucking meaty. Unless of course this, I don't know about this. I don't know about this, but I know the other two topics we want to talk about are going to be fucking brutal. (laughs) All
1: right. I'll handle, I'll handle talking about Samurai buyer with Orlando. So anybody who's any kind of importer has a general idea of who, what Samurai buyer brings to the table. They're kind of a third-party company that bridges between Japan and the U.S. Um, Their shipping prices aren't too bad, actually, for importing. And they tend to be more towards the collectibles and toiletries kind of things. Um, I don't know if they had video games, but I know I think they saw Gunplus stuff on there. Uh, They had Amiibos. That's what got me into Samurai Buyer all the way back in the day, because the shortages that were happening in the United States were at the point where just like, I just want the damn Amiibos. I don't give a shit about the packaging or anything. So I ended up buying from them and getting some rarer Amiibos for dirt fucking cheap back in the day. But I know they co- covered other stuff, but uh, I, I, as yeah, they were, part, I was part of their mailing list, uh, I ended up getting the, uh, the email stating that they were shuttering their doors and they're closing up shop before the end of the year. So is it yeah, COVID
0: related? Good.
1: No, I think it's due to low sales.
2: I think they're basically going bankrupt. Yeah, uh, but is it is it because they can't
0: move the stuff from China as quick? No, no, it's they, they're, they're stationed, stationed in, in Japan, Japan. not China, China. Oh, sorry, my bad. Japan still overseas. Japan and China you were coming from the same direction. I would assume they would be affected just as much as China was getting stuff to the U.S.
3: because of COVID.
2: Maybe. Um, that could potentially be it. Still, it is pretty sad because they were a decent little shop. They had all sorts of Japanese-related goods that were uh, that I were hard.
0: I wonder if, if the Gunplus stuff was um, the majority of their sales, and because a lot of people are distributing it now, I'm wondering if that hurt them.
2: I don't think so, but... Uh, Maybe, I mean, I we can't deny that it may have had some sort of an effect, I just don't think it was detrimental.
0: Oh, gotcha. What well, sucks? It, it sucks to see small time. I mean, it they could be huge, but we're talking, I'm talking no, when no, I say no,
2: they were not huge in the slightest, they were a niche little company.
0: Yeah, when it's, I say small time, I, I'm not talking multi million dollars here, I'm talking about mom and pop style shops but yeah like it sucks to see a small time buyer especially in like these times just disappear and, and it's, it's it's been happening a lot it's not just them it's just it's happening to a lot of places
3: i'm actually surprised bookstores are still open
2: I'm not gonna don't lie. Surprised Nordstrom is still open. Hell, I was surprised that Ross, a store of all things, and I thought it was more like on the luxurious side, is still open. Yeah, Ross, Ross TJ not-
0: Maxx. They're not luxurious. <laughs> they just care. Ross is literally TJ Maxx. <laughs> they just I didn't
2: care. No, I don't go to Ross.
0: You should, though. You can find some awesome fucking shit there. My buddy buys his uh his fucking shoes for skating there. They carry like Pumas. They carry like a lot of high-end stuff. It's just, it's like misprinted or not the best quality. It's like, they're like an outlet store for like, they're like TJ Maxx. What TJ Maxx is. <laughs> That's what they are. <laughs> they carry a lot
2: of brand name stuff. <laughs> Fair enough. Blue, blue branded G- TJ Maxx. Fine. Whatever. I'll keep that in mind. No, it's really what it is. I'm not lying about that. <laughs> I'm not doubting you. I'm just basically trying to etch it into my head what it what it fucking is. Should I ever decide to fucking go in for once?
0: But No, I agree with that. I, I'm surprised they're still open because the 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 shops like that, like the outlet places, they don't have like an online presence like everyone else does. That's why Nordstroms is still up because Nordstroms has an online presence at of, of some sort. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But, I like, bookstores, like, I've got a a shop by me called Bookies that has two locations, and both of them are going strong. And I'm I'm shocked. I'm really shocked because, like, the libraries seem to be failing. And the only reason I can see Barnes & Noble being open is because they're owned by Amazon. So it it shocks me when I see places that I feel like should not (laughs) – I take that back. Not should close, but are surviving when odds like this are against them. <laughs> but then again, like I guess you can social distance if no one ever goes into your store at more than like one or two people at a
3: time. So <laughs>
0: <Fair laughs> got to throw
3: got to throw in a little humor there. <laughs> so
0: now that sucks. At toy stores, especially. I think toy stores. We need more of them, and it sucks that these places are closing down because of Toys R Us. I I, Toys R Us kind of did it to themselves, but fuck man, we need another Toys R Us, or at least a KB Toys. Like fuck. I want to go into a store and and look at toys. That's what I want to do. And I don't want it to be fucking Walmart where I'm or like Target where I'm grocery shopping. I want an only toy store.
3: Oh, those were the days.
0: Yeah. If I had the money, I'd fucking open one. You know how much it'd money? Be doing, so. Angry War Toys. Oh, dude, it'd be it'd be 100% backed by other ventures. It wouldn't just be bonnet. <laughs> no, you would start small, though. I would open like a little like maybe comic shop size toy store.
1: Yeah, just call it the Angry War Toys. Angry War Toys. <laughs> I don't know, oh, man. man. At the moment, at the moment, I'd recommend you wait until things start to. Uh... Oh no,
0: I'm not fucked f- it. If anybody's starting a business right now, you've got balls, and I commend you. Especially if you if you can successfully do it, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna just jump on your back and just learn for what you're doing because anybody that's like trying to do anything that's not scalping at the moment. <laughs> Is it, I don't think he's going to survive.
2: Hi, I started a business. It's a COVID-related business. I have the vaccine. Yeah. Actually,
0: not to get all political on you guys, but Illinois, um, was the governor of Illinois, Pritzker, said that he's um, when they do roll out the vaccine, they're going to roll it out to only healthcare workers first, which makes sense. <laughs>
3: So, yeah they're going to push healthcare workers and then they're going to push everybody else after that
1: I'm looking into getting I'm looking into getting into the clinical trials for the vaccines they got going on now I'm going to check and see what it takes to get in on those why not what the fuck else am I doing with my time
0: I don't know (laughs) (laughs) this podcast fuck
1: (laughs) we only do those once a week What's
0: uh, he gonna do yeah. with the
1: other five days?
0: <laughs> More podcasts. No. <laughs> I oh, remember man! Remembering to
1: say the date of the day. Say the date that we're actually recording the podcast. Fucker!
0: Oh, there we go. Oh, I didn't say the date yet. Today is November twenty-first. So we. This is the the week of Thanksgiving, and I cannot tell you how excited I am to fuck up this turkey on Thursday. And by fuck it up, I don't mean eat it. I mean actually fuck up cooking it because I've never cooked a turkey before. <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ. Good <laughs> luck with that.
0: I know, right? Well, everybody canceled plans and I was originally gonna be like, hmm, let me order something. And then I got sick and I've been out of work for three weeks. And I get paid for this time for most of the time, but I'm not gonna see that money until way later, probably like a month, maybe two months from now. So at the current moment, um I, I, I can't afford to <laughs> go cater a turkey. So <laughs> There's that. Um, but yeah, uh, we got a turkey and I'm going to fuck this thing up because I just looked at Pinterest and was like, hmm, how do you cook a turkey? And now everyone wants to give me ideas like you could grill it. You could do this. I'm like, look, if it involves trying to burn my house down, I am not for that.
2: <laughs> Why do I feel like Jason's going to end up like Homer Simpson when he's building the grill?
3: Yeah,
0: hold on.
2: Why does
3: it look anything like that?
0: Did I tell you guys the story about how I almost burned my house down grilling steaks one night? Oh, joy, please, by all means, enlighten us. Oh, my God. Okay, so I I marinate my steaks. That's how I like to do it. I have a marinade. It's soy sauce, Worcestershire sauce, balsamic vinaigrette, uh, oil, uh, Dijon mustard, garlic, and I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. So you mix all that shit together, you put it in a bag, you marinate them for like, I think I marinated these things for like fucking six hours because I just left them in the fridge and forgot about them. And i um, went <laughs> to go throw them on the grill. And if you know anything about how fire works, if you drip stuff into it, it likes to smoke. So the steaks were cooking and then mind you, they were only on for like three minutes by the time I realized that my house was almost on fire. <laughs> so they're like dripping. And I'm like, okay. And I'm just like, I, I flip them over because the first side got cooked decent. And then I flipped them over and I sat down in the chair and I started scrolling through like Facebook, whatever, reading articles, whatever I do. And I'm like, man, there's a lot of smoke. And I look over and I shit you not, there are flames spitting out of the side of my fucking grill. And I'm like, and my grill is like up against my brick wall. The whole, you can still see it to this day. The brick wall is charred behind my grill right now. (laughs)
3: Jesus. So
0: I go, so I go running into the house and I'm like frantically looking for like tongs and a plate. Cause at this point I'm like, I'm still going to eat these steaks. And my wife was like, "What are you doing, burning down the house?" I said, "Yeah, kinda." And I go running back outside. She's like, "Wait, what?" So I'm playing firefighter, save the Steaks, getting them on the plate. She comes out. There's fire and like smoke everywhere at this point. And I'm just like, "Oh fuck!" So I cut the gas. The fire went out, and then I still had like I still had like embers in the bottom of the grill, so I had to stay up until like fucking 2 in the morning to make sure that shit went out and my house didn't burn. <laughs> but the steaks were still okay. <laughs> they were cooked to a nice medium rare with a nice char.
2: <laughs> Damn, I'll lucky fuck.
0: I fucked up one of them. One of them I burned to, like, fucking hockey puck. <laughs> Crisp. <laughs> I don't know how the, how the other three survived, but...
2: <laughs> one out of four ain't that bad.
0: No, it wasn't. I did try to eat it, though, and I had to spit it out because it was literally hockey puck. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's my story of almost burning down my house-cooking steaks.
2: <laughs> so we're going to see how this turkey goes on Thursday. <laughs> Good fucking luck. Keep I know, that right? Pe- keep that pizza number live and well.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm already looking at options in case I fuck this up. I'm going to eat stuffing and fucking pepperoni pizza. I don't
1: care. <laughs> dude dude it's not that hard just follow the fucking instructions and if you need to uh, use an oven bag because oven bags tend to make things a little bit easier as far as cooking poultry is concerned especially at that at that poundage you'll be fine don't worry about it just don't deep fry the motherfucker
0: no yeah dude fuck deep frying but the whole block's gonna go down if i try that not doing that shit i watch videos on like the people that deep fry their shit every year and it just fucking blows my mind like how easy it is to fuck that up. <laughs> so
2: look, as long as as long as the instructional video is not the infamous uh John Madden Turduckin video. I think it'll be <laughs> fine.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, I should be all right. I just um I we're just gonna do it in the oven and do the whole basting process thing. And we didn't even get, I didn't even get like a baster. I got just a basting brush. And then, um, I, I bought a meat thermometer just so I don't
3: extra fuck it up in case I get the idea to actually eat the Turkey anyway.
0: (laughs) So yeah, that's today's date. Today is Saturday, the 21st of November, 2020. Since we always fuck that up, and that will forever be a thing. I don't, I'm shocked I didn't actually say it at the beginning this time. Anyway, so we have a few more updates. Where does it? Oh no, we got three topics left. Holy fuck! All right, let's go with the let's go with free hashtag free melee. If anybody who follows that bullshit has been going on on Twitter for the last two days now, it happened. I want to say Friday. Friday morning, I want to say. Um, Big House. I don't know who they are. Actually, I guess I should probably look them up. Anyway, so there's this tournament called Big House. They were running a Smash Brothers Melee tournament. But the catch to that was is that they um, they told people to download the emulator for Melee off of Dolphin and you had to use slippy to play it online nintendo caught word nintendo went to them and said hey you can't do that uh just take melee off of your your list and big house said no we don't want to do that nintendo turned around and sent them a cease and desist and pulled smash ultimate from them as well as melee
2: (laughs) wait 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 wait! i knew they pulled melee but they pulled ultimate out too
0: they pulled ultimate out of the tournament too yeah (laughs)
2: holy
3: shit
0: yeah nintendo went no you're done fucked up
3: (laughs) we're taking this away from you um don't say no to nintendo let me see if I can find it. There it goes. Uh, the Big House is the biggest open fall
0: Smash Brothers event. Um, and it's going to happen in December. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> so here's the here's the um, yeah, this happened November 19th. So this was two days ago. So this is still kind of new news. Um, and if you follow, you can follow it on Twitter. The hashtags hashtag free melee. You can look up uh, the Big House SSB on Twitter, uh, to get their side. And Nintendo also released, um, something about it too. So the big house is heartbroken to share that we've received a cease and desist from Nintendo of America Inc. To cancel our upcoming online event. We were informed. We do not have permission to host or broadcast the event primarily due to the usage of slippy. Sadly, all our competitions are affected. We are forced to comply with, uh, with the order and to cancel the big house online for both Melee and Ultimate, refund information will be sent shortly. We apologize to all those impacted. So,
3: oh Jesus,
0: <clears throat> turns out Nintendo actually yeah, let me see if I can find Nintendo's statement on this. Yeah, so Nintendo told them, Hey, don't use our stuff because. We don't like you using this stuff. Um, Big house said no. Okay. Here's a Nintendo statement. So you get, this will kind of fill in the gaps instead of me rambling about shit instead of remembering it. So uh, Nintendo appreciates the love and dedication. The fighting game community has for the smash bros uh, series. We have partnered with numerous smash bros tournaments in the past and have hosted uh, and have hosted our own online and offline tournaments for the game and we plan to continue to sport in the future. Unfortunately, the upcoming Big House Tournament announces plans to host an online tournament for Smash Bros. Melee that requires the use of illegally copied versions of the game in conjunction with a mod called Slippy during their online event. Nintendo, therefore, contacted the tournament organizers to ask them to stop. They refused, leaving Nintendo no choice but to step in and protect its intellectual property and brands. Nintendo cannot condone or allow piracy. Of intellectual property huge things here one um nintendo being nintendo like we've talked about before they they're protecting their ip Uh, we've talked about them with roms and the argument that you're going to see if you look at the uh, free melee thing there was a legal battle in the states um that covered emulation the problem with this is is that the emulators for the ROM, you're allowed to have a second copy of. That is correct. The way it reads, you're only allowed to have that emulated copy or that ROM copy for archival purposes. Running an online tournament and distributing it is, is, against, the is against the law by that standpoint. Nintendo knows this. Apparently, nobody else can read or even bother looking it up, they just see oh, emulators are legal. (laughs) Emulators, okay, it the IP in the states is covered for up to 75 years. So if you had a ROM of a game and you kept it for archival purposes, that's fine. But if these sites are redistributing these ROMs and They don't have, you can make a fair use argument out of it as far as like streaming goes, but you're not allowed to distribute it because they, the company still owns that IP for 75 years. So by the time you're able to use it, you're probably going to be dead anyway. I know I'm not going to be a fucking hundred years old (laughs) like trying to play fucking Smash Bros. Melee. So
3: there's a huge thing with that. And this actually, the
0: the lawsuit cover was involving Sony at the time, not um, Nintendo. So Nintendo is just kind of piggybacking onto the laws stuff that happened with Sony. And Nintendo's been winning. Nintendo's been shutting down stuff for fucking years now. We We've talked about it at least five or six times on this podcast alone and we're only fucking what 13 episodes in now
3: so yeah um what you're seeing now is
0: all these smash bros people saying uh nintendo's trying to kill smash brothers they're trying to ruin the community fuck nintendo boycott nintendo bring back melee the whole free melee thing um I think Nintendo's in the right, and I I think they had every right to do that, and I think it was very bold of a tournament organizer to be like, fuck you, Nintendo, when they clearly need Nintendo. All they had to do was pull Melee off and play Smash Brothers, and they're still trying to keep an event running in an online
3: format because of COVID. I, I don't know. do we lose? We lose.
1: So here's here's my question. Um, <clears throat> what exactly was stopping them from just altering the parameters of their tournament? All Nothing. they had to do, and, and, all they had to do, was this. And and I'm gonna go with what Verlisify was talking about because Verlisify made two videos about this shit, and I'm 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 with him on this one. Nintendo's in the right. All they had to do to fight this, quote unquote, was to go, hey, we're being tasked by Nintendo to ensure that everyone has legitimate copies of this game. If you do, and within the rules of emulation that are set forth by by the US, you need to have a legitimate copy of Melee. We need to see you with a copy of Melee. We need a proven copy of it. If necessary, they need to send the copies of Melee to... The tournament organizers if necessary and then you can go and download the emulation and the mod necessary to actually play it that way we can give nintendo the proof that everybody has legitimate copies that's all they had to fucking do they didn't want to do the fucking legwork is what it looked like
0: the problem is is i think nintendo had an issue with slippy and slippy is the the, basically the rollback netcode to make the game actually playable online And Nintendo doesn't like the modding of their game. So even if you had a legit version and you had a legit ROM and you were able to play it, Slippy, I think, was the major issue for Nintendo.
2: Because they didn't didn't make it themselves. So it's like basically tampering with their own game. And we all know how stingy Nintendo is when it comes to that shite.
1: Dude, their netcode now is still fucking ass
2: absolutely it is i will not deny you on that no one's saying that it's not but
0: the problem is, is nintendo like we've talked about before is notorious for not approaching the people that have designed the stuff to acquire the stuff to put it out themselves instead they'd rather shut it down and figure out their own way
1: is that necessarily the situation though now I'm not going to play. It's not a devil's advocate thing. I'm just flipping on the other side for 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 intrinsic That's, purposes.
3: Look, these people teams-
1: just make the these people make this shit before. Like in their heads, they go, "Okay, Nintendo's not making any more games for the GameCube. Cool, they're done with the GameCube. That that generation is over." And a lot of people just kind of brainstorm that shit after the fact, and they just do it. They never talk to Nintendo about doing that. Not to say that they have to. Let's be perfectly honest. If this was for personal use and it never went up on the internet and these people were just doing this with their own little group of friends, it would never reach Nintendo and Nintendo wouldn't give half a fuck. I nope, genuinely think it I genuinely think because it becomes a thing, Nintendo stri- strikes it down when they notice it. It's literally a reaction response scenario.
3: It
0: it's um who's making money on it. Here here's the, here's the problem and this is actually kind of funny. So um let me see if I can find this guy. So they shut down the tournament. You have an organized tournament, people have paid to enter this tournament. Somebody is benefiting other than Nintendo. Nobody has to buy a copy of the game because they were told to download emulators. No one is Nintendo's not putting money into a prize pool. There's like, Nintendo's not benefiting from this at all. You're using their IP, and they're not getting anything out of it. That
1: is that the is, problem where I think is the-, the problem is the problem is that Melee is an old IP. They're not yeah. doing anything with Melee as an IP, and it because is a it is it is retired
2: game at this point.
1: Yeah. There's no Nintendo stands to gain nothing from this. Regardless, they're not stamping on anything unless they're all of a sudden going to put out the N64 thing for Nintendo online and put melee on there with their own net code, which at that point they should probably fucking tip their hand and do that now because there's so many people who are asking for Nintendo 64 games or for GameCube games. Sorry, the GameCube <laughs> unless they're doing that now. But let's look at it why this gotta, way. They're, already, gotta, they're gotta, already, they're already aiming head for head an. Head sorry
2: (laughs) i was gonna be like see drew people want the people want the n64 they want it they love it no orlando go
1: fuck yourself they don't want it i'm not gonna argue with i'm not gonna argue with you on that one because again i may not like the n64 and i may prefer the gamecube as a platform but i'm not gonna not gonna argue with that there were people who liked the n64 and the games they're in I'm not going no, to no, say that no, they didn't. Was... In, they didn't innovate. It's just by contrast, it's it's apples and oranges. I just don't like the N64 as a viable platform in contrast.
0: So the response has been mostly negative, uh, obviously from the community. You do have people that agree with, me. um. I say me because I don't want to speak for you guys, but agree with me. Nintendo is not in the wrong here. They're just not. Um, And it's really related to who's benefiting from the money because honestly, if slippy wasn't used, I think that would be, in my opinion, I think that would be the selling point because then you're playing the original game. And that's what people like, that's what people are going to that what Nintendo wants people to see. I think in my opinion, and Slippy changes what the game experience is. So you're going to have people that might pick up the game later, like, you know, second, third hand, whatever it is, and play the game and realize this isn't what I watched. And I think that's what Nintendo has a problem with, in my opinion. They did only send a cease and desist. The, they could have gone through with it. and Nintendo could have sued them and they could have lost some money. Okay. But I don't, I feel like the tournament organizer didn't negotiate with Nintendo at all. And granted, we're not getting the whole story um, from either side. We're just getting snippets of it. Uh, The reaction from Big House with the refunds and then the response Nintendo put out to the community related to what Big House said, basically. So we don't really know what happened behind closed doors. So this is all speculation, obviously. But I I honestly believe Slippy was the issue because it, it changed the gameplay. Of the IP,
1: it can't. It couldn't have changed the gameplay enough for them to be paying attention to it. I'm thinking this is a. I'm thinking this is a situation where any alteration of any any of their IPs are something they're going to shit stamp, even if it doesn't alter the gameplay itself. But let's be perfectly honest: adding the ability to play on the internet doesn't change the way the game fucking plays. You're still playing with people, but Nintendo's never. Ever really liked internet gameplay, even though they've che- tongue-in-cheek added it to all of their systems after the <laughs> fucking uh, during the GameCube and subsequent systems. After they I don't think really give a shit; they oh, like it, it as a
2: viable platform for stuff selling. Stuff they doing this the Super Famicom,
1: but they like it as a platform as a vehicle for distribution. But they never like it as a means to play. They still prefer people to play locally. They want people to get together and have fun, not realizing again that we're not, we're not an unprecedented situation where that fucking doesn't fly. And most people play internet, even if there wasn't a fucking pandemic, they're they're, they're just, their, their ideas are antiquated in that regard. I don't hate that. They want people to play locally. I prefer locally myself, but they just, they refuse to come get with the times in that. And with Melee, it's an old ip that they're not going to make any money off of anyways they're for me it's d- down the middle they're right for doing what they're doing but it's such a gray area that doing so takes a shit on the fucking fans who've been who, who've been supporting nintendo for a very long time so i'm not i, I can't give nintendo I... full credit on this one and i'm not going to give big house full credit on this one big house probably fucked up they probably blew off nintendo when they fucking asked the question about it and when they got shit, when they got Raffle Stomp, they were fucking bet shocked because they, they weren't paying attention.
0: Yeah, well, I mean their whole thing was based around Smash Brothers and then they got both of their IPs taken away.
2: I don't like Well, they had to pull the they had to pull uh, Ultimate because of the uh the lack of cooperation that came from not uh from not heeding their right. request. But in the end right. of the day, it's 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 all about what you weigh in terms of the uh, uh of the debacle. Do you weigh more that uh what's the name of the what's the name of the offending party? Big house, big house, big house. Okay, so it's either you weigh toward weigh more towards uh weigh, big house for uh not heeding Nintendo's warnings and not fucking around with the uh, uh with melee. Or do you weigh more against Nintendo for not being more lenient or or should I say flexible with their products, even if they are older, that they don't even make a single dime off of anymore? None of none of melee's copies being sold at this point is going towards directly towards Nintendo. It's only going to the third parties that Correct. sell it. And the net code itself is not something that's being sold anyway. It's not being profited off of in any way. So it's just like it depend. It, it, it's if you look at those perspectives, it's like. What do you weigh more? Which one would you uh, agree with? In reality, I think both parties have some issues that. At the end of the day, could have been avoided. I think this whole debacle could have been prevented, if you ask me. But yeah, f- Who? who's the more responsible part? Uh, party is a. Uh, it depends on which do you weigh more.
0: No, hundred percent. There was, I mean, this isn't the first time they've had issues. They have Nintendo had issues with Project M, but from my understanding, from what I've been reading just on Twitter, I haven't really looked into Project M a whole lot. Um, Project M was something similar. It was like an update to Smash Brothers Brawl for the Wii.
2: Yes. It wasn't just a Brawl. It was a complete mod where they basically changed the entire game's engine to that of Melee's. Yeah, so they Nintendo had an issue with that, but
0: I think that died for a completely different reason. Nintendo didn't it like it, died. but Nintendo... Didn't go out of their way to completely shut down Project M.
2: I, I don't know. It's no. That's what I'm saying. It hasn't died. They're still updating it to this day. And no, some, and there's a and there's a version of it for Ultimate.
1: The original, mm. the original team that was that made Project M discontinued Project M like three years ago. They made a big deal about it. Project M as a mod still exists. In various forms on the internet, but the main co- main group who made it does not have access to it anymore.
0: Oh, Fair enough. There you go. That's probably everybody. Everyone's blaming Nintendo for that, but I don't think Nintendo was related to that. Um, uh, other they than probably
2: decided to end it just so as a as a preemptive motion to prevent Nintendo from eventually striking it down.
0: Probably. Anyway, so um, one of the big response, I don't know if you guys know who he is. His name is Ludwig. Um, some fucking rich kid streamer who plays Smash Brothers, who supports a lot of the Smash Brothers shit. Um, I don't really know much about this guy other than he's just a big name of Smash Brothers, and he's got a lot of money, um, but he's throwing a charity event. $10,000 event. The winner uh, picking the charity the money goes to, all played through Slippy um, in place of this event. And he's trying to get all of the big names Mango, Hungry Box, Leffen, all those guys. And I think that's a good response. And here's the thing he's making it sound like Nintendo's shutting down the whole Melee scene. This is a charity event. Nintendo will not shut down a charity event because no one's collecting money. All the money that's being donated is
3: going to a charity. And they've already raised almost $30,000 for this tournament. So
0: it's like, but everyone's just like, oh my God, he's saving. He's a savior to us and all this. And I'm like, okay, you're allowing people to play in a tournament but the other tournament had a prize pool had money attached to it had everything like you would need this is just a charity event that people could not take seriously just Thanks. and then donate to a cause so it's a good cause don't get me wrong but I don't I don't it's see this as bad. how yeah I don't it's not is 100% not the same it's, yeah, you're throwing a melee tournament, but you're not no one's winning any money out of it. They're just donating to a charity. So Nintendo's not shutting that down. There's no way they're going to shut that down because no one's making money, and it's for a good cause. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> actually, it's more importantly the latter, because why would Nintendo ever consider shutting down a charity case that would look that would look awful on their part, especially so. When the, when they themselves do shit like that all the time, it's right. not necessarily something they would want. They would want on their. Uh, if anything,
3: their
0: if, if anything, if Nintendo came out and said, "Hey, this is a good thing. We're gonna we're gonna match the money you raise," then what uh, happens? Yeah. Then everyone's just like, "Oh shit! Nintendo's the good guy again." <laughs> like, <laughs> i don't know it's <laughs> I, oh man it's just people are dumb man they're just straight fucking stupid they can't they don't think they're like oh my god they're killing our game no they're not they are not killing your game their game hasn't been <laughs> your your game's been dead for nearly 20 years it's uh, man it's just a melee community i don't know why they're still stuck on that game but there's still a community there and it's just fucking toxic as shit.
2: Because, because whole- to them, it is still the best Smash Bros game ever made. Yeah, I guess. It dude. was
3: the first Smash Bros game ever made. Dude. Wasn't it? Remember?
2: No. Dude, dude. The original Smash Bros was on the N64 and then Melee came out. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. Jason. What? Do you remember the people who, when we all jumped on the 3 D and D, who said they were never going to go to three point D They were going to stay on second ed 3. 3, second ed D and D. It's the same fucking scenario, dude. I didn't start playing till three five. <laughs> that's you're That's bullshit. You and I played in a second ed campaign. Remember Santos?
3: Yeah, but three point five had already been out then.
1: Yeah, but he wouldn't. He said himself, "I will never play three and three point five. Those do not exist. I'm not going any further than than second Ed. Do you know how many people said were the were the same way as he was? It's no. like that they're basically the melee players of fucking D and D.
0: I like second Ed, though. I really did.
2: <laughs> but I had already. I, the, I when
0: I started yeah, playing
1: D
2: and D, I was already three point five. There were probably be like. Why are you playing that when the second edition is right here? Dude, 3.5. It's like that was- meme. It's it's like that meme of that kid from uh uh shit, what's the name of that Christmas movie? The one with Tom Hanks on that train. Polar Express. There you go. That's the one. Where that kid with the glasses. I love that kid. It's so stupid.
0: <laughs> no, I think um I think um, 3.5 was the start of the superhero D and D and second ed still had that very much storyteller, um, regular person feel to
1: it. Agreed. But everybody has their brand and a lot of people yeah. jump on and jump off to things. It's just, it's, it's the nature of people and so popular culture and things.
0: Anyway, so, um, Watzi's getting sued. Uh, I haven't checked on updates on the Dragonlance thing, but the Dragonlance thing is kind of really still kind of new. And I don't think there's been much change in the last like month, month and a half. Um, I don't think there's a response from Watsi on it yet either. Uh, so we'll have to see that. But within the last, when did this happen? I know this happened this month. Oh, hey, look, the 19th of November, uh, we found out about this. This could have happened before. But there's a 51 page lawsuit from Gale Force 9 uh, versus Wizards of the Coast. Gale Force 9, they do a lot of miniatures and stuff like that, and they do the distribution for Watsy overseas. So they're Doctor Who, Dune, Star Trek, Dungeons and Dragons, um, a bunch of. A bunch of stuff and they have Wizards, the Dungeon Dragon trademark to do miniatures and stuff overseas. And it looks like this agreement is the same or this lawsuit is almost identical to the Dragonlance one. They just kind of said, No, fuck your agreement. (laughs) Your licensing agreement. (laughs) Um they they entered into a licensing agreement uh May first of two thousand eight, and it looks like they just told them to go F themselves. Oh no, they re-upped in 20 they, okay, so they re-upped the agreement in 2017 and then the 2020 launch of products
3: Watsi told them to go fuck themselves. So they're in the they middle of a new
1: They cited it was because of quality issues.
3: Yes. But they've been they've been, they've been producing stuff for them for fucking years. So
0: Um, I could read through this whole thing, but it's fucking long as shit. <laughs> the Dragonlance thing was um, pretty decent. If you, I mean, if you guys want, I will, I will tweet out the article that I found, so you guys can check the Twitter, which gives you guys a reason to fucking follow us on Twitter now. You fucking slackers! I have gotten zero followers since we started this. Answer it now. Now <laughs> <clears throat> I'll tweet it out and I'll post it to the Facebook page so you guys can uh, read it yourselves. Um, but yeah, it, it seems to be basically the same type of thing with Dragonlance where they're basically like, nah, we don't want to do this anymore, uh, which seems to be a trend because the other lawsuit, there's a third lawsuit that they're in since 2018 with a distributor. Um. And Wizards of the Coast basically said ACD distribution is no longer an option, which is weird because if you follow distributors, ACD distribution is probably the first or second largest distributor. And they have a toy deal with Hasbro, which is the parent company to Wizards of the Coast. So, this is for me, this seems bizarre. Um, but ACD is also suing Asmodee Games because Asmodee is apparently consolidating um, their company after they lost the exclusivity with Alliance, uh, which is this, the other distributor. There's Alliance, Diamond, and ACD. And then there's a couple other smaller distributors, but the biggest two are Alliance and ACD. Um, So... Yeah, I guess, you know, Watsi's been trying to get out of the deal for a while. Uh, In 2018, they tried to stop sending them Zendikar Rising
3: product. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Oh, they're no longer sending Zendikar Rising product. And they they
0: told Watsi, if you're going to order anything, to order anything before the 25th. And then um, they apparently tried to get out of the deal...
3: Back in 2018. And, oh, shit. They filed. What did they file?
0: Fuck, let me just read this article to you guys. <laughs> uh, after a key ruling and litigation between. Okay, this is from August 6, 2020. Uh, After a key ruling in litigation between ACD Distribution and Wizards of the Coast on Monday, WOTC has moved to sever its relationship with the distributor, informing game retailers that ACD is no longer an option for Magic the Gathering, Seneca Rising pre-release allocations. Seneca Rising is due for release September 25th, and retailers are being told that they have until August 14th to select a new distributor. A ruling on Monday issued by Judge James Robart of the District Court in Western for the Western District of Washington in Seattle, removed a temporary restraining order issued by a Wisconsin court on August 7th, 2018, which restrained Watsi from taking four actions, preventing ACD from attending its uh, August 2018 distributor conference, refusing to fulfill ACD purchase orders and canceling its dealership with ACD or issuing any communication stating or implying that ACD was not an authorized dealer. Uh, the dis- dispute began June of 2018 when Watsi informed ACD by telephone that it would not renew a three-year distribution agreement that expired at the end of 2018. ACD alleged that it was told that ACD had done nothing wrong and that the AC- ACD is a good business partner. On August 7, 2018, ACD sued Wizards of the Coast under the Wisconsin Fair Dealership Law uh, and also alleged that Watsi... Breached a uh, common law duty of good faith and fair dealing. The temporary restraining order was issued by Judge Frank Remington in Wisconsin court on the same day. Watsi was able to get the case moved to federal court in Washington, where the key ruling in the case uh, came down on June 17th, when U.S. Uh, District Judge Robart dismissed ACD's claim under the Wisconsin Fair Dealership Law based on the conclusion that Washington law governed the distribution agreement, not Wisconsin law. Eight days later, on June 25th, Watsi asked the court to vacate the Wisconsin temporary restraining order. Basically, um, Watsi didn't want to renew their deal. Uh, ACD said, hold up. And then they stopped bargaining with them altogether. Um, Here's some cool numbers for you. So ACD was, this is the second owner of ACD. And I've actually, he's a pretty cool guy. Um, He bought ACD in 2007 for 1.8 million and paid Wizards of the Coast $500,000 in unpaid invoices from the previous owner. The Wizards and ACD have been doing business since 1993. Um, And then they cited some of their numbers uh, note in 2018, ACD sold 22.4 million worth of Watsi product, which is 39% of their sales and 24% of their profit. In 2019, they sold 18.9 million worth of Watsi product, uh, which was 35% and 20, 35% of their sales, 24% of their profit. And in 2020, just the first half, they sold 11.5 million worth of Watsi product. Which is forty percent of their sales and twenty six percent of their profit. So it's a good chunk of their fucking business.
1: Yeah, it is pretty fucking significant, dude.
0: <laughs> so uh ACD's claiming that without Watsy, other their people wouldn't be buying other things and they have been buying other things. Oh, hold up. The asthma, maybe you should look in the asthmo D thing later, but ACD uh, picked up the Asmodee USA line beginning July 1st as Asmodee terminated its exclusive relationship with Alliance Games uh, and has also been building its wholesale toy business in recent years. So, yeah, It, it seems really weird that Wizards is canceling their deal and Hasbro has a deal with them to sell their toys,
1: Maybe they thought there was a conflict of interest in that regard. I have no fucking clue. When it comes to lo- when it comes to distribution and logistics, that kind of stuff always kind of feels very suspicious to me as to what the ulterior motives end up being with decisions these companies make, especially if at, a, at any given point, they've already had a good working relationship up to that you know juncture. I don't know what what compelled them to do it. Maybe it was a higher-up thing. Maybe, the, maybe it wasn't worth the money to them anymore. You never know. I have no fucking clue.
0: Yeah, I, I think something's going on because why do you drop the first-slash-second biggest retailer in the United States or distributor in the United States if you're Watsi? Are you
3: going to self-distribute now?
1: I mean okay. the company I worked for had access to at 1.3 warehouses worth of product that they had to keep track of and a bunch of co- and in a shit ton of employees who had to fucking work on those there is no fucking way that a Seattle based company who doesn't have the competence to even be able to hold a retail store chain for open for more than fucking 5 years is going to want to have to Deal with distribution of their own products, especially glo- especially globally. This is something. This had to be something that was happening on the side, or maybe there was a situation where maybe one of the higher ups had a, had an in with a different distributor, and they were just cutting ties so that they could, you know, deal with. so They could do their nepotistic bullshit. I don't know. I, I don't. I'm not going to well, speculate it's not, here.
0: It's not uh, weird that companies do have uh, exclusive like sales like asmodee with alliance and mayfair games for a while had a deal um an exclusive deal with somebody so it's not odd that companies have these exclusive deals it's just weird to see wizards of the coast who has dungeons and dragons and magic going to a weird distribution model especially when they're having issues with distribution which kind of brings us into the next topic but um man Gale Force 9 is looking for a lot of money 950,000 which is nowhere near as much as the millions the Dragonlands people are looking for um but I think they're looking to at least cover their their fucking deal at least um, I
1: think they'll walk away with a percentage of that amount I think they. I think what they could. They think they have a sturdy enough ground for breach of contract. And knowing wizards, they're just going to look at this and go, give them, cut them a check, and make them go away. Especially with Hasbro on the top shelf on that one.
3: Wait, there's like a third company involved in this. Um,
0: <laughs> who are they saying? Hold on, Gale Force Knight did not have obligations in 2017 agreement to prosecute and defend Wizards intellectual property from use. By the translation and distribution subcontractors. Hold on, somebody. Oh, <laughs> it looks like Gale Force Nine dropped the ball, and Wizards pulled out because Gale Force Nine dropped the ball.
1: That's what I was saying, dude. That Wizards was quoting was stating that the quality of the product that they were shipping was subpar, and they were pulling out because they didn't want to deal. They they wanted a higher quality.
0: Gale Force Nine hold on sent products to black book editions. Yeah. So they subcontracted out the intellectual property to two different companies and those intellect one in Korea for the Korean translation and the French, it looks like. Guild Force nine also takes care of the translate, translating of the foreign products for Wizards. So it looks like Yale Force 9 dropped the ball and these companies fucked it up. And Wizards is like, nah, we're done. So, yeah. Oh, these other companies misused the intellectual property of Wizards and Wizards is pissed. So, uh, I can't say they did anything wrong there either. (laughs) If I just... Briefly reading through this sounds like Force nine has, um, is trying to relieve themselves of any responsibility.
3: So wizards might be going after those other companies. I can see that happening.
1: Oh, good. A pass the buck scenario.
3: Uh, I
0: can't. Yeah. I mean, this is what it feels like. Like I said, it's fucking 51 pages long. The article only highlights certain aspects of it. um, but I think you can find all 51 pages of the lawsuit uh, of the lawsuit somewhere if you just Google "Gale Force Nine versus Wizards of the Coast." You should be able to find the 51-page article. But I will link the article that I've read from here to the Facebook and Twitter, so everybody can read that um and then obviously the acd thing if there's any updates to that uh this article is from icv2 and no one from either wizards or acd has commented on this um since like august there's no updates so no updates from this in august no updates from dragon and the gale force 9 thing is new so Let's go, <laughs> Wizards is on all sorts of the news now. Um, what else do we have here?
3: Gotta stay front page. Com- some, yeah, commander the commander legend stuff, the release and pricing
0: and speculation on the green price, the commander collection green. Even though we kind of already did the speculation on it, because we figured what like. 60 to 80 bucks would be decent but apparently there's wilder numbers out there
1: they're going as high as 120 which is fucking phenomenal for which is fucking overly ridiculous for fucking uh six cars
0: i agree i agree
1: but again when you don't have an msrp anymore it becomes fucking uh, Thunderdome, and basically the 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 price, the average price wins out on that fucking headache. I've been following closely on my LGS just to see what the fuck they're going to end up charging, because whatever they end up charging, i got to fucking pony up the money, because I've already pre-ordered for it. Hopefully they don't fucking gouge me, I don't have any expectation that they would, but I have no fucking clue what the baseline sale is. When you compare these items, it's six cards. So you compare them to the uh, the signature spell books that they put out for Gideon, Chandra, and Chase and Jace, and those are all 1999 MSRP. So if, if, if following protocol, that's what those should be. But when you have shit like Sylvan Library sitting in the fucking thing and fucking Omnath, who's like a forty dollar card right now, that like that'll jack the price right up to fucking eighty right on those two cards. Not to mention the special edition version of the, uh, yeah, uh, the Soul Ring and the fucking reprint of Worldly Tutor, and you might it, them selling it for 120. Um, yeah, when you factor in all the price of all the fucking cards in it, you're looking at a retail close to 120 bucks. But you can't fucking sell six cards, non-foil, by the way. You can buy a premium version that'll have all of them in foil, if I recall. And if you want to sell that for a buck twenty, go right ahead. But if you're selling six cards, for 120 bucks non-foil you can you can eat my ass (laughs) that's all i'm saying about it
0: yeah but i think the problem is is that the worldly tutor is in there and i think that's what is driving that price worldly tutor and (sighs) fuck what was the other one wasn't the library was it
1: oh yeah that fucker is in the 60 dollar range right now
0: yeah sylvan library and worldly tutor like, I think that's why that it's so expensive, but I still think 120 dollars, if they're gonna make you pay full price for the fucking cards and the thing, just go buy the fucking cards. Why? God, it just blows my mind.
1: This, this is what irritates me about their ne- their neutral stance about the secondary market. They clearly are following the secondary market their choices on what they print and everything are part of the secondary market. Well, but they remember- get to be hands off because they've completely removed the fucking MSRP. What ends up happening yep. is the, the companies when they go through their distribution center, the distribution companies that they buy them from, whatever they charge, they add a percentage on to whatever the cost is. Now, if they get pay, if they, if they pay, you know, bottom dollar on that kind of stuff, say they pay as much as they did for the signature spell books. Right. Then it stands to reason that they should be charging only a little bit more than that. Say you that say it's, okay, so the signature spellbooks were twenty bucks with, with the, the usually I don't know what the, the cost on those would be what? Say, five, six dollars a piece. I, I don't know. i'm I'm obviously I don't know what the cost on that shit is. I don't work in distribution, but
0: so the way the distributors work, um, depending on the size of your order, normally, between forty to forty-five percent of retail is what you're paying, depending on the size
3: your order. Like if you're ordering a lot of shit, um, you can get a little bit more of a discount, but the
0: the standard going rate is between forty to forty-five percent of retail
3: or off retail. Yeah, 40, 40 to forty-five percent off of retail. To purchase the stuff, so there
0: is an MSRP number that they had to have given out. I guarantee they didn't give it out to, or they're not giving it out to stores. So you run into the issue of, um, people setting the MSRP because there's no known MSRP. That's usually how distribution works. You, you usually pay a percentage of the retail off, and you're getting a big percentage off because you're reselling the product. So the distributor is making money because they've upcharged it a little bit from buying it from them directly. So they've upcharged it and they get a huge discount because they're ordering a ton of shit. And then you're buying it from them for still at a discount to resell it at the higher price. So a lot of the times, even when you still see like a 20% off on like games and shit, a lot of the time you're, there's, the stores are still making money on it. They're just not making as much money on it.
1: But, that makes but sense. as, you, it's, as you, it's as you said, there is a there probably is a retail cost, a retail price to it. But right. but the, the LGSs aren't getting access to this. So what they're doing is they're taking if they're if they're if they have scruples, they're taking they're attacking on a certain percentage to whatever they paid to get the get the product, and they're selling by that by that metric. If you're not scrupulous, they're taking the fucking uh, singles prices maybe chipping off a percentage off of the single the the total of the singles prices and selling them for that and that's where i have a problem there's no baseline sale and this goes all the way back this isn't a fucking new thing i've had problems with this since fucking uh when they were doing the from the vault series because a lot of fucking lgs's were getting those and they were selling them for double the fucking asking price which the msrp on those was was uh, I believe it was $39.99 or $49.99. But they yeah. were selling for 80 or to $100 depending on the fucking set. So that's yeah. bullshit regardless.
0: WOTC quote-unquote not having an MSRP is fucking the customer in the end. That's what it is. Because LGSs and distributors, they can basically charge whatever the fuck they want at this point. It's... It's ridiculous, in my opinion. It's fucking ridiculous. They should have never done that. They should have never I, done that.
1: My my, my, my tinfoil hat theory still stands with this, and I and I haven't changed it since uh, since fucking 2015. It's the same feeling I've had about this for a while. Wattsy has wanted to walk away from fucking the the local gaming store since since the late 90s. The whole th- debacle with Chronicles made them realize. And their parent company that a lot of these collectors who are LGS owners are going to dictate how they run their company and why the fuck would they want them to. They can go to a big box store like Target or Walmart, say, this is what we're selling you. This is what you're getting. This is the packaging we're putting it in. This is how much you have to spend per per product. Are you okay with this? Yes. Fantastic. They want to cut out all of that fucking headache that the secondary market has created for them all the while skirting the edge of it because they have people who work in their company who probably, probably, and I'm going to say that with allegedly attached to it, benefit from the secondary market in one way or another. And they, uh, and obviously this is, this has been a wholesale push for a while. People want to get angry about it. People get pissed off about it, but I've had conversations with people who have, I've been friends with for a while, who've had their ear to the ground for a lot of this stuff and have been uh youtube creators for magic the gathering for a long time they're like dude if wizards if wizards had their druthers they'd be they would put they would just direct ship this to the customers and they would never have to fucking think about it ever again because as far as they're concerned they don't really give a shit about the lgs's as a whole it's all lip service because at the end of the day they're a company they're not a fucking tournament organizer all that yeah, stuff. We just, they they've been outsourcing that to Channel Fireball and Star City Games. They don't give a shit about all, all that stuff. They say they do, but if you were if and if it's any other business, they'd be like, "Why the fuck do we give a shit about what to, what people do at their little fan clubs? Do whatever the fuck you want."
0: Yeah, but here this it comes it comes back to going to um the lawsuit we were just talking about, or not the lawsuit, the uh, ACD thing. They can't. They definitely cannot handle distribution like that. So are they going to Star City and Channel Fireball and distributing through them then? Because that's just going to drive the price of Paper
3: Magic up straight through the roof.
1: Okay, so between Card Kingdom, Troll and Toad, uh, Cool Stuff, Inc., Star City Games, Channel Fireball, they have enough distribution just through them and TCG. They can do pretty much any of that shit. Most LGSs have an account with TCG Player. So if you wanted to, you could get an LLC and become a card seller. You, you can do that right now yourself. I, sell, I and,
0: sell on TCG Player right now.
1: Yeah, and you're not technically a brick-and-mortar store. The, no. the The digitization of the storefront is something that's been happening for a while. It's the reason why I can uh, why especially during COVID I can't go to my one of my favorite LGSs and and thumb through singles like I used to be able to. Yeah, but, but, here's, but here's here's my thing, thing is, I don't
3: is that, have to worry about that Yeah, but
0: how are you distributing the product straight to the customer? If you cannot handle distribution, there is no way you're selling direct to customer. You do it through
3: Amazon. Dude, so you're know, Amazon, handle the the distribution?
1: Or eBay, yeah. for that matter. Well, eBay, to a lesser extent, they tried to do that once, and it fucking failed spectacularly. But yeah. with, with Amazon, they made inroads with Amazon back in 2017. This isn't new fang; they've been wanting to push forward on this for a while, and they could still technically go through distribution centers if they want to. But this is, the, yeah. but they've reduced a lot of the stuff for their for the WPN, which is the Wizards. Uh, something network network. yeah wizards play network and they like the wpn unless you're a fucking platinum member of the wpn they don't generally give a flying fuck about you i know this because the the two lgs's that i go to they're not w they're not they're not uh high level wpn members Though one says that that, that he could be i don't can't confirm or deny that he fucking hates it because they want to have a create they want to have great creative control over your your sales they want to know how much you're making per per day with their products it's like no i don't i wouldn't give that information to you even if i was a high fucking ranking member bite me (laughs)
0: yeah that's that's your personal business that's not you don't need to know how much but that's what but that's why you need this distributor this yeah that's why you need distributors like acd because you don't have to be in the network. You can order product for them. You might not get as much product, but you're still getting
1: product. But the problem is, in a lot of cases, when the, with the, especially with that, they don't have nearly the creative control over that that they want to. Because they're kind of right. just handing off their product to the distributor and letting what happened happen. They don't right. really have the greater numbers on what's getting sold. That's my thought. I can't confirm or deny what information they have access to through these distributors but I'm going to assume it has more to do with how much information they have access to about their sales, especially because they're on their five-year plan to try and increase their bottom line per per Hasbro, Hasbro's dictation. So they probably are just trying to make sure that all of their avenues for their, for, for revenue are clear and concise. So they don't have to deal with any headaches going forward as they go forth and, Fucking fist fuck the the the, the wizards the, the magic economy with all of this fucking product. Did you see next year's lineup of fucking sets? It's gonna no. be a goddamn shit show. They're putting out a I they're mean, they're re releasing the fucking plane uh, the time spiral uh, set again. They're yeah. putting out a fucking forgotten realm set for Christ's sake. Jesus Christ! I know Not we to mention, I know we
3: glossed
0: over the the times we we glossed over. I know that for a fact, but then, um, I haven't, honestly, I haven't looked past commander legends. I probably won't because <laughs> I'm probably just going to play commander.
1: <laughs> and that's perfectly reasonable. But the situation at hand is, is that, that this is not what's been happening this year in the last year. This is a fucking, tr- this is the, this is the state of things that's going forward until Watsy can get the profitability that they desire. And that means more fucking secret layers, more collections, more commander sets, more put more pushed power level shit that's gonna be coming out. And it's yeah. that's just gonna be the thing. You're gonna you're gonna have people who are just gonna tap out of magic because they just don't want to fucking buy anymore. The, the the fucking the fucking the buying fatigue is really strong. If it wasn't for the fact that they don't that December doesn't have anything that they're they're putting out. Other than the the Commander collection green, I wouldn't have any interest in buying any more MTG for the time being. They're putting out so much fucking product every fucking day. I hear people is like, I can't keep up with this shit, and I don't blame them. They're, they're going to oversaturate the market.
0: I think I think we'll see the downfall of Magic the second they take their
3: their finger off of the. Um, The fuck's the name of that list?
1: Oh, the reserve list.
3: The reserve list.
0: Yeah, the second they take their finger off the reserve list, because they've already kind of started reprinting stuff that was on that reserve list. I think when they when they fully take their finger off of it and say "fuck it," then I think we need to
1: worry. Well, that was the that was the thing that was that uh, Phil was talking about. I think in fucking episode one or two. Dude, Phil called Double Masters coming out fucking two years before they did it, and it doesn't even feel like any kind of Nostradamus thing. Like he's just basically like, it's just what they're gonna do. They're going to a more money driven, money driven aspect. It's cardboard. They're flinging cardboard, and it's and when it comes down to it, he even said it himself: is like guess guess they're gonna put out a fucking Power Nine set, foiled out a full play set of each, you know, in twenty twenty four. And I and I know that's pretty facetious, but think about it. Like people have already been talking about the the nebulousness of the reserve list as a structure to prevent this prevent the market from collapsing. If that's really the thing that's holding your fucking game from collapsing, if that's the Dutch boy holding his holding the 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 the, the floodgates with his thumb, you're all fucked. Because if if your game is literally a list of cards away from just imploding at any given point because yeah. four fucking sets because seven or eight fucking sets of cards, you just refuse to reprint wholesale or in kind. I'm sorry. Then your game should die. But I'm telling you, also- jeweled Lotus,
0: jeweled Lotus and the reprint of the mox uh, diamond,
3: not diamond. Yeah. Diamond are testing the waters on the power nine cards
1: oh hand oh 100 agree and that's really where it's going to cut what it's going to happen and it's Mm -hmm. gonna, and they're going to do it probably as a secret layer and they're going to sell that motherfucker for thousands of dollars if they're smart if they're not then they're going to undersell it by a fuck ton and you're going to watch their entire entire fucking secondary market just fold in on itself like a fucking like a PSA graded PSA graded eight. It's going to be funny. Oh yeah. I, I, I,
0: the, you, there's no reason you put out jeweled Lotus and put the caveat of a commander. If you're not testing the waters, there was no need. There was no need for that card. They're Agreed. testing. The, they're testing the waters. That's what they're doing. And Mox diamond has been reprinted twice now since Exodus yep so if mox diamond is getting reprinted and mox diamond wasn't even the most powerful and then you've jumped to a black lotus style card for commander you're testing the waters you are 100 percent. and force of will has been reprinted what twice three times now
1: i believe we're on the fourth reprint for force of will but don't quote for, me on that
0: four yeah fourth reprint on force of will Dude you're you are hundred percent testing the waters. And every time they print a commander card that's related to the Power Nine, like all of the uh, what are they, pearls? They're like the Moxes, but they're not. They come into play tapped.
1: Oh, the diamonds. Those those are actually something for Mirage, but yeah.
0: Yeah. But still that's there's still there's that's a hundred that's pushing the envelope just to see how far we can get things agreed so yeah I, it's gonna happen i mean the reserve list i think in my opinion it was just a secondary market it was just to appease the secondary market to be like hey look <clears throat> we have these cards we we really want these but the, you know the, we need to keep the value and i think that it was just to appease people that got into that much but i honestly think they don't give a fuck if they can control the whole secondary market themselves
3: they would
1: I think I think in part they do. I think the 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 uh, lackadaisical way that they go and say, "Well, we don't have any real stake in the secondary market," and so that this, that, and the other thing. But here's an ultimate. Here's a secret layer ultimate edition that comes with every fetch land in it for a hundred and or for two hundred and fifty bucks, or one hundred and fifty yeah. bucks. Yeah. No, no, you're well aware of what the fuck you're doing. And it only and they, had five cards in it. And they reprint
0: and they reprinted the Fetch Land.
1: They did. They're box toppers for the Zendikar set. And I'm yep. I'm fucking satisfied as hell with that purchase. Those three so, boxes I bought bought them paid for themselves. So you see the point there.
0: They're they're going to do it. They're going to collapse. They're going to collapse the market. Why else would you put out re put out Sylvan Library and Worldly Tutor? Those are. Two really good cards, and you're reprinting, the, printing them in a, a secret layer format.
1: Here's the here's the parallels. Look at the way Watsy deals with the secondary market at, at arm's length, and look mm-hmm. at the way the, the the gaming industry was dealing with GameStop for the longest time at arm's length. It's the same scenario because GameStop has a secondary market. And they had their, and the main companies aren't getting any fucking capital from it. There was never a percentage or promissory note for them to actually get anything out of what GameStop was doing. The only thing that they got out of it is when new stuff came in, that, well, uh, GameStop was selling it. Because the, the fun fact, and I learned this from somebody who was trying to run a play-in trade and ended up just running it into the fucking ground because he just didn't want to deal with it anymore. Games distribution you don't make any fu- you can't make any fucking money off of game uh, off of selling games the 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 the, uh, the the cost on those is so near what the sale price is in most cases that you're barely breaking even on a game if you sell it so secondary market selling is really where all those companies are making it now obviously the parallels are vastly different because the pricing on cardboard as far as the re- secondary market's concerned there is definitely a higher premium. But in regards to that, that it's the same it's the same concept. The company is holding that holding them at arm's length because they don't want to fucking deal with it. They're just kind of turning their nose up and just letting it happen in most cases all the while while they're while the people in their company are likely making money off of it. I can't confirm or deny that, obviously, and it's alleged. but I you know, you hear rumors about that shit all the time, especially because a lot of those employees get access to foils and judge promos and shit that they just get as like christmas bonuses like hey we can't pay you here why don't you have some fucking cardboard and that's really where my my concern ends up being is i think if they do eventually like seize control of the market it will be at the cost of the cardboard of this of the paper magic uh environment as a whole I think they're just gonna collapse it all together and be like, we're not selling paper product anymore. If you have paper product, play whatever the fuck you want. We're not doing this anymore. And you're gonna watch it. you're gonna watch the whole game collapse because their final act is going to be what you said. They're gonna put out all the power nine just for funsies. Yep.
0: Okay.
3: Yeah, I think uh, I think the end game is I'm printing the power nine. I really do.
1: Yeah, that's a conspiracy theory I think we can both agree on and if Phil were here he'd say the same damn thing.
0: Yeah. I honestly I don't see the game dying per se um, but I think as a last hurrah to pull away from paper magic they they drop it. That's what I think.
1: Sure, they turn their game completely digital, they leave it only to MTGO and I think they'll even ship ship that away and then make it just basically arena and that'll be it. Yep. especially with the COVID stuff going on. And a lot of places just basically writing off, you know, brick and mortar stores as a whole. I don't think they want to even go through with it. I think they're just going to, if, if then if they do sell paper product, it'll be a smattering of stuff and they'll sell it through Walmart or Target. And that'll be it.
3: Yeah. That's what I think.
1: That's a conspiracy theory. I think we can both agree with at least, at least at this part.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. For real. Um, it's just weird, like I don't what, what like we've been talking like a lot about. magic. I mean, uh, granted, um, last time we were talking about how fantastic Commander Legends is, and then this week, dude, it feels like they're shooting themselves in the foot. <laughs> so, and same thing with Depending like Nintendo. On. Nintendo, we were the, we were like, man, this is fucking great, and then they go and shoot
3: themselves in the foot, and then Walmart yeah, had just the same. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, but like I'm still as, at the end of the day, with everything with everything put together, it's as middle of the road as I'm going to be about this, and I'm going to say both. Par- I'm going to go ahead and and play grenade and say both parties were in the wrong. Nintendo sh- it, it, it the, the big house should have explained their situation better to Nintendo and articulated mm-hmm. the process to what was going on with what with this with on their end so that mm-hmm. they could work with Nintendo to come up with a solution. Nintendo was being Nintendo and decided to say, fuck it, we're not going to help you. So while Nintendo is in the right with with legality, I think that there was just a breakdown in communication, which is what always fucking happens with these situations. All wholesale, 100%. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, I just... Uh... It, it's funny because it's like you. You only. I. I personally only want to talk about the good shit, <laughs> but I granted we do need the bad shit to go with it. So, what would what it's, would the angry war gamer be without being angry at somebody?
1: <laughs> Dude, companies do dumb shit all the time, and that's one no, of the major I mean. things that people have to understand. Companies are neither good nor evil. They are an abstract uh, construct. The people who work in them are the, are, the, are the functioning parts that make what they do perceptively good or perceptively bad. At the end of the day, they're always in for themselves, and it all, when it comes down to it, it's about survival and thriving as a company. I don't want to give them any credence. I would prefer to say that the people of Nintendo, who have done their best to reach out and try and make things good for the fans, have done great things. At the same time, their lo- the 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 law firms and the departments where they're in make things really difficult for a lot of fans to make cool fan games with their IPs, even if they, in part, don't make any money from it. Nintendo is just a, is just a has an antiquated perception of what their their product is and what it brings to the greater market and no one feels the need to fucking tell them otherwise which is half the problem cool. if you're if you're a, if you're a fan you should be able to tell them look what you believe that your thing is is not the same thing as what the rest of the world believes it is you need to get get further with the times but you you're also going you're also slamming your head against the wall because they've been open there's a company since the 1800s and It's steeped in tradition as they are. They're really—it's really hard for them to evolve with things.
0: No, it's what I think. What I think is really the issue is the super fandoms. Like, I'm a huge Pokemon fan, so but I can still tell you what I don't like about Pokemon games. I can still—I still have like an objective view. What I consider a toxic fan base is the people that you can do no wrong, like you can do no bad. That is a toxic fandom because those are the people that get hurt the most, like Melee, the Melee community. Nintendo, if they wanted, if they stayed with the IP, they kept putting out Smash Brothers games. They kept improving the Smash Brothers games for in-person play. Like they, like we, you know, we said it too. They put out the online thing as like a second thing, but they prefer online or in-person play. So they, they've been supporting the smash community this whole time, but they're like, Oh no, you were not letting us play. It's an old game. Companies aren't, aren't designed to worry about an old product they are worried about making a better product and they've made that smash ultimate is a better product than melee. I don't know. It's, it's like, there's no reason to support the old shit when you don't have to.
1: And I agree. And I've, uh, and I've been one of those people who's railed against melee as a, a legacy uh, IP. I think people have get put too much into it. And I think that they go out of their way to ignore what, the company and soccer, I have given them in the future IPs that they ended up creating, Smash Four, small, Smash Ultimate. The amount of shit that they give to the community, the formats that they give them, and all sorts of other shit. It it ends up feeling like they, it, it, like it, it, it's the way I, I think somebody feels like when their parents tell them to do something. They feel compelled to just resist them in every fucking turn. And I find that to be yeah, really Are you going to But are, are, are you going to resist
0: the fallout franchise when they put out something new? Are you going to resist the Assassin's Creed? Are you going to resist the Arkham franchise? Are you going to resist? You, you see what I'm saying? Like, all these other games, when a company releases a new one, like Assassin's Creed, Valhalla. I'm assuming it's going to be better after they patch this little glitch than the last six Assassin's Creeds that they put out. Um, God of War, the last God of War way overshadows the, the other three God of Wars. Like, I want if
3: you're going to progress a franchise, progress it. There's no need to go backwards on it
1: agreed but you also have to look at the the situations at hand some people as i said before just don't feel like riding that ride anymore they're right. done where they're done they feel like the thing that they like is what they like and they don't need to go any further and i don't and and sometimes that's based that's on wrong. well to a point no because it's it's personal preference so everybody can believe right. what they want to believe but when you bring a larger group of people and you become this vocal minority or in maybe it's a majority. I don't fucking know the melee grouping for, as far as I know, is pretty fucking thirsty. Like they're a hungry group of people who just love playing the game. I don't really find it entertaining to watch because it's the same shit over and over again with no real, you know, delineation from what was already came before, but that's for them. I want, I don't want them to stop doing that shit. But you can't expect Nintendo to keep fondling your balls every time you keep playing the fucking game while they're trying to innovate, and they still have fucking three more DLC characters to put out for fucking Ultimate. They don't give a fuck what you're
3: doing.
0: And they still own the IP. You can't can't be fucking with their IP. And then, because what happens when a little kid goes and sees that Smash Brother, the Melee tournament now, online, thinking, oh man, that's fast but it's an emulator and it still looks like trash compared to graphics wise compared to ultimate you see what i'm saying like you're still fucking with their ip <laughs> and that's what they're worried about cuz they're making they over the last year they've made two years they've been making a huge push with ultimate ultimate know, hasn't I... dropped out of the news so it's like why would you want melee
1: to overshadow your new game as a company, you don't. You want your your IP in its current iteration to have front billing a- ahead of everything else that has come before it. Right. It, I'd say the same thing if there was a if there was a huge fandom for N sixty four Smash. I'd say the same thing for Brawl. Like those things that in my opinion the, 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 it's, the statement could be made for every previous iteration
0: right. I agree. Now, if Nintendo wanted to, they would just re-release melee, right? If they really wanted to, just redo melee and re-release melee.
1: I think at that point, it's always on the table, especially with them coming out with new. Uh, new games for the pre for the nintendo online system that they have set up they're probably going to put out another platform again probably n64 so you'll probably see smash brothers on that and super mario 64 on that and going forward if they keep doing so even as they sh- they shuffle into the the switch pro which is still on the horizon somewhere they probably could keep going forward with that with very little difficulty their system can support the emulation. We already know this. It's been right. proven by hackers that they can do it. It's not even remotely difficult. But in, but in it wholesale and in part, it, it it does it need to happen? No. I honestly don't think they never have to re-release Melee ever again if they don't want to. But should it? If you want to do right by the like fans who've been following Melee for the longest time, you could release it on it. Release it on the on the uh the Nintendo Online uh, program. Well, that's the only thing we haven't talked about either. About
0: well, that's the other thing we haven't talked about either is what's to say Nintendo doesn't already have something in the works for that.
1: Oh, I'm not worried about that. I I can assume that that at any given point Nintendo has their fingers in a bunch of different pots. I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm not say. worried.
0: About so, like, you're, you're fucking with an emulation of something that they're doing on their own. Like, they could be doing it on their own. So it's like, do you really want to bite the hand that feeds? Because now, which you're making Nintendo wanting to shut down Slippy, to shut down all these other things, all the emulators, all the ROMs and everything, and just say,
1: F you, you're never getting another copy. <laughs> and if that ends up happening that way, so be it. That's on the fucking fans. But for me, yeah. that, that, my, my answer to you is yes. I think it, it, you do bite the hand that feeds you because Nintendo is still an antiquated company and anything that they put out, even if they re-released Melee, it's not going to be the same. What, what the intention of the people who made the mods and the emulation was to ensure that the game fidelity was the same from the original game all the way across and on the internet. There will always be latency issues and lag and a bunch of different things that factor into internet gameplay. That's just going to happen regardless. But across the board, their intention was to make sure that there was no loss across it. Because any net code that Nintendo puts out, even if they did put it out, out on the, the, online, the online program, it's going to be fucking horrible. Yeah. Dude, the fucking small, Smash Ultimate web code is so bad that they got excluded from EVO. That's fucking insulting to. That should be insulting to any company.
0: Yeah. Well, now you got Tekken putting in the Wi-Fi connector, like connection, so you can see when somebody's playing
3: on Wi-Fi. That was their major latest update. So, I don't know. I think people need to
0: figure it out because if you you run into another situation like we're in now, people aren't going to want to play your games online, but. To be fair, you have out of okay. We'll say we'll say like out of the millions of people that own Nintendo Switches and love Nintendo or Nintendo
3: fans, maybe a hundred thousand people play Melee. So, Ninten- well, I'm just using it figuratively. Like this is just random numbers I'm throwing out.
0: The Melee community is a drop in the bucket to the Nintendo as a whole. Nintendo's not going to look after 100,000 people when it has 12 million people that it's making happy.
1: Well, you, you're, not, you're neglecting the, the, cele, the e-celebrities that have sprung up from Melee and, in, and Smash as a whole. But like, they've all moved yeah. on to Ultimate.
0: They've all entered what? Ultimate tournaments. So it's like you've all moved to the new IP and you want them to go backwards for you. well, <clears throat> that's that that's will... the issue because the move would be of all the celebrities, the move would be stick to melee on Slippy, stream all that shit now, and abandon Smash Brothers Ultimate.
1: Well, you're also assuming that th- there wasn't parallels. Remember. Big uh, big house was doing both melee and ultimate tournaments. It right. And because of their push battles.
0: for right, but because of their push for melee, they lost their ultimate.
1: And that's an ass whooping they gotta take. Again, I think it was a lack of communication. I think that they didn't explain it the was. situation well enough for Nintendo. And I think that Nintendo ultimately just said, Oh, okay, we just have to worry about our IP. You got we're taking the whole thing down. I'm sorry, right. you're just gonna have to do it. Here's how here's how you deal with this problem easily. Okay, we won't do what we won't do melee. You contact an outside source, you go and have them fucking deal with it. Because remember that you said there was another there was a streamer dude who's already doing this, and and he's and by the way, it is a wonderful cover-up for him to be putting out a charity event in the process. Because again, he's basically using it as a fucking hostage in case Nintendo does bring down the fucking litig- litigatory hammer. Because again are you going to attack a charity that seems kind of stupid so there's nef- he's doing this nefarious we both know this 100 he's doing it he's doing it to stick it to nintendo because he's streaming melee
0: with slippy for a charity event he he's doing it and the community is gonna eat it up like oh look they let him do it but they wouldn't let this company they wouldn't let the the tournament do it. Yeah, this is this is charity. and he's using and he's using the charity to hold it over, and no one's gonna no one cares gives a shit about the charities. I guarantee no one gives a shit about the charities except for the pros that are going to be playing in this tournament who are going to be donating the money to charities because a lot of them have charities that they do donate to. So the normal um, meathead smash melee player is going to be like, well, th- they let them do it. Like, look, we can do it. We'll just all do it now. And it's not the case. It's the case that you had an official tournament organized and you were using the IP and Nintendo didn't like something you were doing, and you were you communicated wrong. It has to come down to communication. It really does. Because if Nintendo asks you to stop and you explain the
3: situation to them, maybe Nintendo helps you.
1: Yeah, that's the situation that I, that I said that That's what I'm going with here. Yeah, communication breakdown is is ninety percent of the fucking problem when it comes to the, any business transaction, no matter how big or small it is. If something fucking breaks down in that regard, that's half the reason. That that's more than half the reason why people do not fucking talk to people. There is assumptions on other on every fucking end, and when that kind of shit happens, this is what ends up occurring. Do I think that that big that big house is in the wrong? Absolutely. Do I think Nintendo has a, has a legal precedent to hold, hold forth? Absolutely. Do I think at the end of the day neither of those groups come out looking good? Of course. At, people, are, people are running high on emotions because again, we're in a, we're in a situation two now where Two days of emotions. Little,
0: little. <laughs> two, two days of emotions. It's not even like... It, it, it's, it wasn't even like one of those like half day of Twitter bullshit. It's like two days now of Twitter. Dude, and it's probably going to continue to go.
1: My friend Cedric was streaming yesterday and he asked me about the situation. I told him my feelings and he's like, "Yeah, I think Nintendo's in the right here too." And he's a fucking uh uh fighting game like professional fighting game player. Like he goes to Evo every. So if he's saying that they're in the right, then what the fuck do you think then what then what the fuck do you think people who have half the who have most of the brain power in their head still functioning that saying? again here's another thing too i'm i'm
0: sorry if if you're a pro smash brothers player play you have to adapt to the new shit you just have to you don't see people running old mortal kombat tournaments oh yeah they do well as like side events not like major events the
1: the pros aren't making livings off of old mortal kombat no, not in that regard. But they're still purses. Um, but you, fucking, do you see uh, what I mean, though?
0: Like you're making a living on the game. Like, why is melee the only game that's like that?
1: Why? Because it was because for the long. Okay. The 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 distance between the time that they put out, uh, but the by the time they put out uh, the N64 Smash and Melee was I th- not Melee. Fucking oh god damn it. I, the the gulf between the times those games came out created the fandoms that ended up being the holdovers for when new games came out and when brawl came out and did not have the same competitive viability that melee had you had an entire gulf of time from the time melee came out to the time smash 4 came out for people to basically lock down and say melee's the game we're playing we're not playing anymore and even after Ultimate came out and basically was a carbon copy of Smash Four with more characters and more viability, it didn't matter. The damage was already done. There were enough people who were in there who were basically saying, "No, we're not jumping. We're not jumping ahead anymore." You've already proven to us you don't give a fuck about us. And to be fair, they really don't. If you've ever if you've ever heard the interviews with Sakurai and how he feels about the competitive Smash scene, he fucking hates them because they are not it's a casual game (laughs) right he doesn't view it as a fighting game he views it as a party game and they basically bastardized it and turned it into this weird mockery of what it was does he care that they're doing it no his own personal feelings aside he still put a competitive (laughs) function in smash 4 and in smash ultimate he gave them everything they could fucking want and honestly He's done more he's done a great deal for the fucking fandom as far as I was concerned to bring them forward into the future iterations and they just don't want to fucking do it. Are they entitled about it? Sure they are. Do they have yeah. their do they have their gripes absolutely? At the end of the day, what holds a fandom back is the people who have no interest in moving forward. And have, and have the rock-solid proof to show that they have no reason to do so. When Brawl came out, and Brawl shit, pissed, in, pissed in the competitive people's eyes, that was their whistle to go and say, we're never going to move from Melee. Melee is our game. It will always be our game. We're going to improve upon Melee, and we're never going to go any further from that. Even with Project M, if you look at the improvements they made, <laughs> not it wasn't enough to pull people away from Melee as a fucking IP.
3: true Uh, i know it's it's it's
0: the it's the same thing that that happened with fantasy and age of sigmar for miniatures though because you still have a huge number of people are like no i'm only playing fantasy and still collect it but that's totally different because you have a rule set you have the rules and you can play on your own no one's making money off of playing i mean Maybe a couple people, but it's it's a casual war game, just like melee is a casual fighting game. Smash in general is a general is a Casual fighting game. Why do you think the controls are so easy? <laughs> it's not like you're not putting in like codes. you're not putting in fucking giant move lists. You have four directions two
1: buttons (laughs) but that but when it comes down to it it you're going to have that schism no matter what how 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 the how the ip was handled across time has been completely hinky to as far as the competitive community is concerned do do you have a lot of the professionals who jump forward into smash ultimate of course you do you you have hungry box he's playing it he plays smash ultimate fucking all all those big all the big big hitters are all going forward but they still have a soft spot for melee for in the in and of themselves as well they're still part of the group who still bitch who are still probably bitching about the fact that melee got melee got them shit canned
0: yeah it's i mean all of them mango Mewtwo king leffen they've all put out stuff they
3: they were the all of them who are the ones that started the free melee
1: it happens. Everyone has their soft spot for their IP, the, the, the IP that they love. I'm not gonna, like I said, I'm not gonna give them any shit for it. But I don't think yeah. it's gonna amount to it's gonna amount to anything at all. No. They're gonna this is just this is gonna be noise and fury. They're gonna be a bit just, piss and moan about it. But it's just easier. It's easier to fucking just look forward, adapt, and try and meet these meet these people in the middle because. They're not, not going to win by, by thrashing and, and beating their chest about it. Nintendo made their decision. Big House made their decision. At the end of the day, the stronger, the, the stronger, the stronger company prevailed. Just, just fucking move on. That's all you can do.
0: Yeah, and honestly, it's a small tournament losing money that could potentially lose money to a multi-million dollar company. So they have to protect themselves legally at that point. So even if they did have a case to potentially win, they don't have the money to hire the lawyers
3: to move forward.
1: Yep. Barrier of entry is half the reason why they won't be able to pursue it. Even if they crowdfunded it at this point, you you might get a year worth of time where you could take Nintendo to court about this and go forward. Um, there are stories of people who've gone up against Nintendo, and Nintendo doesn't fuck around if you decide to r- rouse their ire when it comes to lit- litigatory things, <laughs> dude. The dude, the fucking company that sued them about the whole uh, uh, Joy-Con grip uh look-alike thing that they had that they had for fucking tablets. They were suing Nintendo because they said that the 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 they were using their uh um copyrighted product or trademarked product they oh fucking God. lost their appeal re- uh, l- last year and they're still trying to fuck- uh, fucking go at it i'm sorry the the precedent that you have on that one's just not gonna fucking hold man i've seen the fucking the the, the uh the controller cradle that they have it doesn't look anything like the fucking joy con setup no you're, t- you- you're attacking
0: a patent that's what you're doing and you damn well know Nintendo was smart about their patent.
1: <laughs> it's true. So I don't, and, and so I don't really fucking, I don't care. I'm not going to, I, as far as that's concerned, that one's a, that one's a dead issue, but I'm just saying, yeah. don't go, don't, don't go against a fucking company like that. Who does not fuck around with litigation.
0: Yeah. Cause they, they will throw money. They will throw money. They've done it
1: before. They will continue to do it, <laughs> dude. The fucking people who, dude, the fucking people who leaked Sword and Shield and everything that was going on with that, dude, fucking uh, they pursued those those individuals who had those leaks and those data mines. They, there was no stern, stone unturned on Discord that they didn't go and fucking locate them on. They made examples out of those people. Didn't stop the data miners from doing that again and again, but that particular one was an example that they got to put uh, they got to put a head on a plate for
3: yeah Ugh, it's crazy just is it just is what it is yeah all right i think we are done Yay. so yeah lando had to leave us so um
0: Thank you for listening to the Angry Wargamer. Uh, check out the Facebook page and my Twitter for the links to those articles. I posted them as we were recording this. So if you see those, you know what's up. <laughs> and um, yeah. So uh, you can find us at Angry Wargamer Podcast on Facebook. I am at Angry Wargamer on Twitter. And then you can find me. I think I've linked my Instagram and you can find us on YouTube too, Angry Gamer on YouTube. We don't have many subscribers over there. Just I think there's only just me and Drew are the only two subscribers at this point. <laughs> so um yeah, it just gives you another way to listen to us. Find us on Spotify, Apple Music, and Podbean, obviously. So um yeah. Thanks for listening.
3: And then uh Lando's Twitter is at Ragnarok Knight. Yeah, he's at Ragnarok Knight. And then Drew, uh,
1: my Twitter is Punk Toast. Um, just look Punk Toast up. I think I'm the only one on there with any consistency, as far as that name is concerned. If you're having no, trouble, just look. Toast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and if you're toast. having trouble. And if you're having trouble, just look for the uh, picture of the toast with a mohawk on it, and that'll be how you do that. I'm also Punk Toast on Instagram as well. I don't have a presence on Facebook specifically, so I'm not going to pr- plug anything there. Um, I, anything that might involve that, not, you just go through the Facebook page on that one. So, yeah, that's all I got. Yep. All
3: right. Well, stay sexy and... Hold on. We should probably recap this. We talked about Valhalla. Valhalla's going to get an update eventually for their glitch. We'll keep you
0: guys updated on the Watsy shit as it comes out. Nothing really new about that. And um, yeah, Nintendo's just being Nintendo. So, <laughs> yep, there,
3: that is it for tonight. So remember, stay sexy and go fuck yourself.